All right, guys, welcome in. We are on episode three of the Clinch Valley Fitness, Clinch Valley CrossFit podcast. So um, if you are listening on audio and not on video, you cannot see, but I have a very special guest with us here today. First guest into the podcast. Um, this is Rachel Goins, longtime friend of mine and also the um, owner operator of uh, her own fitness content on social media. Welcome into the podcast. Thank you. So, so awesome to have you here. Um, Rachel and I both, Anderson County High School, uh, we're, we decided not to talk about what decade uh, we graduated in. We were just discussing that. But Rachel has a really awesome story, and Rachel's doing really awesome things. And what we're trying to bring within this podcast is to, to talk about a different, um, different level of fitness and a different type of fitness that, uh, that people can benefit from. And we realize that there are some barriers to entry to coming, in, coming into CrossFit or coming into a gym. Um, and Rachel sees that as well and, and, and does, a, does an awesome job of bringing great content and bringing in-home fitness and, and things people can do to kind of break down those barriers to entry. And we really want to talk mostly about her story and what she's doing with Hustle for Happy and uh, RachGoins.fit, which are her social media pages. Um, so, again, welcome in. I'm going to shut up. Um, big thing is, um, what, got you into, uh, what got you into fitness and kind of got you to this point in the journey? Well, um I guess it's been about six years, so and I don't have a great like glamorous story into fitness, but I've struggled with self-esteem and um, low body image my whole life. I don't know why it just happened, um, but it didn't really manifest into anything until I got married at a young age and entered into an abusive marriage, which was not ideal for a 21-year-old, but it happened. Um, and the thought of always having to be perfect and skinny and just presentable, even after having kids back to back early and um, had two daughters within two years, two and a half years. Um, and that manifested into an eating disorder that came out of nowhere, out of nowhere. I was surviving on diet pills and binge eating and um, just wasn't in a good place. Um, I don't, I'm not for sure how many years it took to fix it, but it's been a, definitely a work in progress. Um, and I just woke up one day and was like, crap, this isn't what I want my kids to see. Like, I don't want them to look at their mom that never eats or that she looks in the mirror in disgust or um, just surviving on very little. So long story short, I left an abusive marriage and um, my sister has been in CrossFit for years and she's a beast she's amazing <laughs> absolutely um, yes. yeah she does like competition she's amazing and a, an amazing person who has helped me throughout this whole journey and for years she would say Rachel you would feel so much better if you would just take a break like go to the gym or go for a walk like get out of your own mind and I would always say like my food is the only thing I can control like mm -hmm. I can be as little as I want or as big as I want and for me that was the only control I had for years and in my mind restricting was the only way that I could be what I wanted to be so that took time and so Raven would send me workouts at home because at, at that time I was a single mom and living in an apartment with three kids so every day I would just wake up and I would do you know 30 minutes of a workout burpees or setups or push-ups just something simple and I immediately fell in love with my mind just being free. And it was the only time in years that my mind had nothing to think about. Like, no 
you know, no expectations, no drama, you know, I wasn't thinking about the bills being paid. My mind could just escape somewhere. Um, and I often talk about, I talk to God a lot when I'm working out and I hope he avoids all my curse words and, you know, <laughs> all the things that happen when you're working out. But to me, I fell in love with that feeling and I've continued that ever since and I still work out at home um, because that works for me. I like being able to put my kids to bed and go downstairs and just kill it sometimes sometimes I don't um and then the nutrition part came later my middle daughter was diagnosed um with a chronic stomach condition and it's super rare most kids grow out of it but she has gastroparesis and IBS so that really took me back to reality and I had to sit down because her diet is super strict I had to learn food labels and um just what helped her and what didn't so and now I'm like in love with how your body can change with just small alterations that you would never think about. Um, and I really dive into the fitness, to the nutrition part of fitness because I think that's a huge part of being healthy that people avoid because it's not easy. Absolutely. Something I'd love to circle back to, and, and we talk so much about physical fitness and wellness, and we have this health and wellness continuum and nutrition, and it's really more of a physical thing. And you can look at someone who is overweight or someone who has all the risk factors for chronic disease, and you say that person needs to get in the gym and get healthy or they're going to die or they're going to have really bad you know health problems right. but I've known you for for a, a long time we said we weren't going to talk about that yeah. I've known you for a long time no one would have ever looked at you and said uh, she needs to go to the gym right it was so much more of a mental thing for you yes and and I would just love to dive just deeper into that just how perception is reality right right and the mental aspect and the mental health that you've found um, just from, from getting into some type of fitness and using it as that mental uh, release for you, um, I think it's just awesome. Yeah, and I posted something this morning too um, from a lady I follow on Instagram too, but, and she, she said it great. I couldn't have said it better, but it's, it talked about letting yourself be healthier um, mentally, emotionally, and physical is not a diet. That's a huge difference. There's a big difference in making yourself happy and healthy and not being a fitness model. There's, there's a big difference. And I talk a lot of, to women um, who seek advice from me and um, I'm forever grateful for those ladies because I learn more from them than I do myself most days. Um, but a lot of them have had bad things happen. like, And they can't overcome those things because they run into someone or their you know their husband cheats or something happens that sucks mm -hmm. like there's no better word than that yeah. I mean it just is what it is and they binge eat or they don't eat or they're depressed so they lay in bed which causes weight gain like there's so many factors that people need to get healthy that has nothing to do with physical appearance Absolutely. Um, and I think that needs to be talked about a little bit more just in in a gym in itself too. Mm -hmm. Like I, I feel like that should be questions that you ask when people want to join. Like, is there anything that we can overcome that's gonna help you 
physically later on. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And the mental aspect of it is something that I think gets overlooked and doesn't get talked about enough. Um, I think it's getting better. Um, but I think there's a lot more of situations like yours and things like you dealt with and things people are dealing with every day. There's an exponential amount more than what's actually being talked about. And I hope that that continues to grow and that people can continue to feel comfortable in that. I I, I love that you're comfortable telling that story because I know that can't be easy. Um, but I've seen you reach out and tell that story, um, and, and, barring any kind of judgment or people, you know, I'm sure you've had some negative, uh, you know, from that, but, but you're, you're passionate about it and you're willing to, you know, put yourself out there and tell that story right along that line. um, You made a post the other day I thought was so awesome. And once you kind of transition into fitness, anybody out there that's about to, or has just transcend transitioned into fitness, um, comparison starts so quickly yes I'm guilty of it I've been in this a long time and I'm guilty of it I compare myself to all the upper echelon CrossFit athletes and I don't look like them or don't perform like them and that comparison sets in Um, and you made a great post about that and 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 talking about how you know your body's going to change you're going to look differently at different times of day or depending on you know what you've got going on and whether or not you're posing for an instagram photo and you've had good lighting and 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 professional photography done or you're just hanging out around the house that was i really appreciated that post that even resonated with me yeah and i feel like i have um i have a hard time with that too especially because my sister i mean i have a twin sister we're identical on every in every way except she is a beast. Like she, she's a, she looks amazing. I saw her at Jack and Tan competition. She is. She's, she's awesome. She's amazing. Yeah. I don't know where it came from either. She's like, she has a, a drive that's in a different aspect than mine, I guess. Um, but I compare myself to her all the time, mm-hmm. and she's constantly like, "Please don't do that. You're mentally messing yourself up Absolutely. all day long." And I had a lady the other day that was like, "How did I weigh five pounds less yesterday?" And I said, first of all, why are, were you on the scale yesterday and today? Right. So let's talk about that because that's like an obsession that you have got to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a long time, I did the same thing and beat myself up. And um, I said, but we need to talk about what did you eat yesterday? Um, you know, how much water did you have? What time of day did you weigh yourself? Like there's so many factors um, that come into play with what you look like. And I... I beat myself up about it too and I, I think all people just need to realize that we're all human and it changes and we're not that lady on Instagram or that guy you know yeah. on CrossFit games that yeah absolutely know. and that's something else too was the um, you know I saw a really cool post it was something like your your value is not the numerical value of your gravitational pull to the earth right. you know what I mean like your body weight is not how much you're worth right. um, and it, it's not uh, people put way too much emphasis on that um, one of my best friends is 255 pounds the guy's like 10 percent body fat he's a monster right um if you if you look at body weight he's way overweight but no he's just a big old muscular guy right and we just put way too much value in that um the other thing i uh that this kind of goes to as well is you and i were talking about doing this podcast and about bringing you on and you said you know i want to bring value to your audience but you know my audience is primarily female and that's not something you've done by design but that's just kind of who's gravitated towards your content and uh something that we talked about, which is 
guys are in the same spot. We just don't talk about it. Right. right? Like guys just, I mean, we have body image issues. We think about this kind of stuff. Um, we, we talk about this kind of stuff, with, but we would never come out and say it in public. I don't want to say would never, but most of the time won't come out. But I have gotten so much benefit from your content and your post on that kind of stuff because it, it really is. It's something that both guys and girls deal with. So I think that's it's really good what you're doing with the content. Good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. So the next thing um, I had, I wanted to dive into was how and why you started um, your social media, um, which is hashtag hustle for happy right. and uh, fit on Instagram, yep. hashtag hustle for happy on Facebook. Uh, and you were talking too that you were doing a lot of stuff on your own personal social media as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but those two platforms are the main, uh, you know, platforms that you've kind of started with this fitness journey. And right. what got you started on that and uh, kind of the mission and vision behind that? Well, and <clears throat> sorry, about a year ago, I guess I started noticing um, or taking note, I guess, both my sisters have a CrossFit gym and um, I feel like they always have a cheering squad. They always have somebody cheering them on and I feel like Raven and Casey were both making such progress and it was being noticed. Like people were posting about it, they were videos, Raven was going to CrossFit competitions and they were being recognized for something that wholeheartedly I was doing too but nobody noticed, you know, and it made me think about there's probably more people out there who are doing this that aren't getting, not that you want to be noticed, but just being motivated by each other. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's what keeps Raven and Casey on track is that they have constant reminders when they walk in. Um, And and their gym is like their family. They go on vacations together. They do all kinds of stuff together. And I was just liking that. Mm -hmm. And I felt that there has to be more people out there um, that need help, that need motivation and want to talk about stuff because I would reach out to my sisters and that would be my only platform really. Um, especially when I first started out, I'd be like, what, you know, I didn't know a banana had this many carbs. I'm counting, you know, like how could this be true? Right. So stuff like that, I feel like I really needed to merge, um, the gap between, okay, I want to change my lifestyle, but where do I start? And I've had a really success rate with that because I feel like those are questions that can I mean derail someone within minutes because I know myself if I walked into the grocery store and I've made a decision today to do better and to eat healthier or to go outside and walk for 20 minutes if I walk in and I have no idea where to start I'm going to quit before I even start and that's just by design I think that's human nature is you get nervous and you get scared and you just stop and I've spoke to a lot of people um about CrossFit too like they don't they'll pull in the parking lot but then they see other people doing something or working out and they're like well I can't do that you know so if you if we can merge the gap of people needing help and us reaching them before they ask for it I think makes a huge difference absolutely absolutely and that's something too and I think that you're doing an amazing job with is is people have this misconception that they have to be fit to start CrossFit, right. which I compare it to, um, you don't have to be sober to start AA or, right. or a sobriety program, right? Yes. That's where you go to get the help that you need. But there are barriers to entry that um, 
there's we understand that that no matter how motivated somebody is there may be people out there that absolutely just cannot get to a crossfit gym cannot get to uh, be it because of kids uh, financial job anything like that and what you're doing um it, even if it's just to start people out or to carry them the whole way through um, you're breaking down those barriers to entry um, because you have a lot of the same barriers right yeah. you want to talk a little um, to that I mean the kids you've got yeah. full-time I mean I work full-time and I have five kids I'm married so um, we have a home and a dog you know there's there's things that happen each day that could derail me even working out by you know by any stretch I can make an excuse not to do that um, and I think those are hard topics that people don't want to talk about people don't want to say my kids are driving me crazy today mm -hmm. or work was terrible and those are things that they're gonna drive to the gym and say forget it I'm not I'm not going in today mm -hmm. because I suck and I want to yeah. go home and you know right. and those are things that people need to talk about and we need to approach that you've had a bad day too you know so but I think people think that anyone who works out or eats better don't have bad days. Like we don't, especially at a CrossFit gym, because y'all are like in amazing shape and you're doing great things. But I think those are barriers that people need to not think about. They need to quit being judgmental and we need to just keep moving forward and making progress, um, whether it be at home or at the gym or mental. Um, and... I mean, I think we've talked about this too, but we've had people who say, well, how do you know anything about getting healthier when you've never been fat or... Absolutely. Or, but yeah. I've, had, I've been pregnant three times, yeah. so I get <laughs> like rebooting and, um, or a guy, I, I hear that all the time. How can men get in shape so much faster than women? Mm -hmm. Why is that fair? I'm like, first of all, I don't know, but you know, like... <laughs> I don't know physical makeup, but... Right, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, and I think we've talked about that. Mm -hmm. like, People probably approach you and say, you have no idea what it's like. I absolutely get that all the time. And I've had to go pull out pictures, you know, and stuff right. from my old days. Um, because I even forget to tell my story and, and to remind people. And I've had people say that to me. Um, and that's, you know, like the same we talked before with you is like, nobody would ever look at you and say, you need to go to the gym, but it's, it's different. You know, right. it's completely different. And you do know struggles, um, even if it's not that it's extra weight or this or that or the other, it's the mental, um, you know, and recovering from pregnancy, things like that, like yeah. that you've had to go through. Um, and you're, you don't carry all three kids on your hip all the time. People don't see that. They don't know that about right. you. Um, and you've had to break down those barriers, which is, is, is amazing. Um, and that's, that's one of the big things that when we talked about bringing in a guest for the podcast, I thought this is something that value added and and we do know we have a, a large female um you know followership on on um social media and stuff and but even male or female any walk of life mm -hmm. um figuring out that people struggle i think right. some of the best workouts you've probably ever had were the days you didn't want to do it oh yeah um and i and i find that too i walk in the gym some days and i just stare at that whiteboard and i go i don't want to do this yeah um, and some of the some of the best workouts we've ever you know experienced and feel the best after uh, when you go in and you get through it on those days when you didn't want to do it right. um, is is for me some of the best days. Yeah, I mean that was me last night. I just didn't. I picked up my kids and they were all screaming the whole car ride home. And and my first thought was, let's just go to Brewster's. Like, if I can make these kids stop crying, I can get an ice cream and we'll just all feel better. Mm -hmm. Like. And we didn't do that. We went home because they were crying, and <laughs> right. I'm trying not to reward bad behavior. But we get home, and my first thought was, 
please, Lord, let's just have like an easy night and I'm going to bed at 7.30 when they go to bed. Like, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. Um, and my, my middle one, the one that's sick normally, she's like, Mom, go put your shoes on. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, the treadmill's running. I'm like, okay, Cruz, I'll go. <laughs> so I went down, I put them to bed and I went downstairs and I, I just looked in the mirror and I was like, just don't have it today. Like, I just don't. But I did it and it was like literally the best workout I've had in probably three months. That's awesome. It's like, and I don't know why. Like, I lifted more yesterday. I did more squats than I normally do. Um, and I felt amazing. And I just wish that people could feel that and not not just go home and get in bed. I don't want people to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely experienced that a ton of times. I know we all have. Um, is And I think that's when you need it the most is when your body's just kind of fighting you mentally and physically um, is when we need it the most. And that's why we get the most out of it when, right. when we're done. Um, so what kind of things are you doing with uh, Hustle for Happy and, and the RacheGones.fit to um, provide um, fitness and, and nutritional awareness to to your people um, your followers well I try to post daily at least um, either fitness related so like an exercise um, that you can do at home that doesn't take a lot of effort or I mean not a lot of effort but it takes a lot of um, I guess initiative because you don't need a ton of equipment I always tell people just get a yoga mat and some five pound, five pound dumbbells just start out that's all you need um, I post a lot about resistance bands because I think those help a lot, especially with stretching and um, flexibility. But then I'm also trying to post like food. I want people to understand that you can eat and still lose weight. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. And it took me a long time. Um, so I try to post a lot about like what I eat because I eat all day long constantly. So I want people to know, hey, Rachel had this for lunch or she had that for breakfast. Um, and then if people reach out, I love sitting down with them and talking about goals and what food you like and what you don't like or how you can substitute your sweet tea for something else. Or uh, um, I have one lady who loves ice cream, which I do too. Um, and just replacing that with frozen Greek yogurt or something else. So I try every day to post something and hopefully that that helps people too. Absolutely. I love the, the nutritional post and the, and the workout post that you've done. We have uh, been doing some at-home workout you know, programming stuff. We were talking about it earlier. It's not super easy to program uh, for, for, for no equipment, but it's something that you, you're super passionate about and you've done a ton of. Um, you were actually going to share a little bit with that, of that with us later, but uh, the, the content, um, and I think you're up to like three, almost 400 on the Hustle for Happy. Yeah, I think it it's like awesome. 378. That's awesome. Oh, That's awesome. I love it. Uh, we, we watch those numbers too because we just want to reach as many people as possible. And yeah. I know that's something that you're super uh, passionate about. So something else that I wanted to dive into and something that you talk about um, a lot, I see on your page, um, is I think you struggled with it um, and you kind of want to share that as well, which is kind of your whole thing. Um, but making yourself a priority with Mm -hmm. five kids and with jobs and dogs and husband and all that kind of stuff and and i'm let you speak on that because that that's big well and i have a lot of people um not a lot but i've had several people just naysayers just not nice um say that's a little selfish it's a little selfish to take an hour out of your day when your kids just got home or your husband just walked in the door um 
And I always say, I'm, I'm sorry you feel that way, but it's not. It took me a long time to get to this point. And, and I'll kind of travel back to abuse. And um, I talk a lot about factors of that. And I think a lot of that is no self-esteem and you do not put yourself first. Because 10 years ago I was in that situation, but right now it wouldn't stand for three seconds. And I think it's because I put myself first. And I've done that for the last five or six years um, because I want to be happy and I care about me. So, and I want other people to feel the same way. But I devote one hour a day out of probably 18 that I give to everyone else. I mean, we're up at 5.30, I'm fixing breakfast and packing special lunches and packing medications and doing all those things for my kids and my husband. And um, I don't think it's selfish to devote one hour out of the 18 that I devote to everyone else. Um, and I think people have a hard time with that, especially working moms or working parents, because you've been away from your kids all day. So when you see them, I'm, you want to spend time with them. But I don't think that people understand that especially a mom, if you're not happy, no one else is. And I know that, I mean, I've taken a couple breaks, you know, take a week off and rejuvenate myself and not work out, and I'm absolutely miserable. Like, and I can't stand myself, so I know my kids don't like me, you know? Like, <laughs> right. So I think that people need to understand that once you've devoted time to yourself, you're happier in every aspect of your life. Relationships, work, um, parenting, friendships, um, and I devote two hours on Sunday after church is mom time. Nobody comes in my kitchen. I don't want to be talked to. Um, I crank, you know, 107.7 or whatever, and I food prep all of our stuff, um, which takes a little bit longer for me just because with my middle daughter, she has to have specific foods, and all her medication has to be timed and labeled. And um, so I devote that time on Sunday, and it's the honestly, it's probably the best two hours of my week. Like I love it. I, yeah. I get it all done, and I think that people need to um, just take time for themselves. And I, I truly think that there's going to be um, less abuse, less eating disorders, binge eating, um, addiction, because in that hour I get to know me more than more than I have in years. And I think that's a huge factor in just being better altogether. Yeah, absolutely. I saw a post the other day talking about like there's two different types of tired. You can be you can need rest and you can also just need quiet and peace. Right. And just time to like be in your own head a little bit and kind of work through things that you're thinking of. Yeah. Something else you talk to, um, this happens with me and I and I'm sure you've experienced as well. If I don't do that hour or two hours or whatever, do that workout, um, my productivity level just goes in the tank yes. and you should see my screen time. Right. Um, you know, iPhone is, is throwing this screen time thing in your face now. I know it's terrible. And it, oh my gosh, it is so eye opening. <laughs> yes. and, and I will make every excuse in the world some days that, oh, you know, I work out twice a day, whatever, it'll be fine. Yeah. And I will veg out, not work out. I feel miserable. I don't get anything else done. Right. I'm not any more valuable to my family, um, to my business. Um, I don't have kids currently, but if I had kids, I'm sure I wouldn't be more valuable to them. Right. Um, taking that hour and, and getting that, either mental, physical, whatever, you're going to be more productive after you finish. Yes, and I forgot to talk to mention that too, but I feel like when I don't work out, I feel like crap. Yeah. Like I just don't feel good. And people always ask me, like, but I'm already tired. Like, mm -hmm. I, can't, I can't work out at night. I can't work out at 8 o'clock. That's when I get home. I'm exhausted, and I 
always say, if you will give me seven days of just walking for 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. you will have more energy the next day Mm -hmm. that you've had in 10 years. I won't have to ask you to walk on that eighth day. You'll you'll go do it. You'll start looking forward to doing it. I think that's a habit too. I think it takes like eight days to like create a habit. I do that a lot with nutrition is telling people, you know, look, if you if you look at this as a as a forever thing, right. you're gonna you're overwhelm yourself. Yes. It takes about eight days to really build a habit, get off some of the sugar cravings, start replacing good bad things with good things. Right. Um, and that's yeah, seven, that's awesome. Seven days. That's a really because I think on the eighth day you're gonna go walking and you're gonna be at work and you're gonna go. I can't wait to get home and walk. Yeah. Uh, because you just know how much better you feel. And the same thing with diet too. I know. Um, you know, Christmas, we all probably ate terrible and, you know, our grandparents are cooking mashed potatoes and cornbread and all the, all the comfort foods that I grew up with. Um, and I know just eating that day, which was phenomenal when I was eating it, but I felt terrible for two days. Yeah, And I tell people all the time, I'm like, you're going to be so surprised how much better, like your gut feels or your acne or just feeling better, just having more energy and not waking up starving because you've eaten sufficient things all day mm-hmm. um, and just cutting out that fast food or that grease, you're going to feel so much better. Absolutely. And I don't think people understand that. The thing I need after that is is like 16 to 24 hours of just not eating. Right. Like, like I need a, a complete detox when I when I eat that way, um, holidays or whatever. I yeah. wake up the next morning, you know, I won't be hungry. So it really sets me back for several days mm-hmm. when I eat that way. Yeah. Um, but it is so amazing. If you clean up your nutrition and then eat one bad thing and feel how your body reacts to it, you're like, oh my gosh, like this is what I was fueling myself with for years and years and years. And I said, my job was hard and I was tired and I was, you know, I couldn't do this, couldn't do that, couldn't do the other. And it was, it wasn't, it was the food. It was the the fuel that I was putting. I tell people all the time, you know, go fill your car up with water or, you know, a fuel that it does not use or it does not like, and it's not going to run really well. Um, you know, and that's, and the other, you know, taking care of yourself, that's, you know, we say that's the maintenance portion of that. You know, you're going to take your car and get that oil change three, 5,000 miles, whatever, you know, and, and then we don't take care of ourselves. We won't give ourselves that hour a day to, you know, to take care of ourselves and get better and, and mentally and physically as well. Yeah. And I tell, um, a lot of moms too, and sometimes it, sometimes they take it well and sometimes they don't, but I like to be honest and I always say, do you want your kid to come home and go straight to their bedroom and veg out on their iPads or their computers or Memphis loves her iPod? Like, I don't want that. I mean, I have my kids in tumbling and, um, gymnastics and soccer and all those things and a lot of parents do like we want our kids to be healthy and fit and happy um and i'm definitely not gonna stop and get them a milkshake on the way home every single day and french fries and chicken nuggets so if i won't feed my kids that and i don't allow my kids to act that way then we don't do it yeah and i think that in their mind that sets up for something because there's tons of parents who don't allow their kids to be lazy or to eat bad that they allow themselves to do it absolutely yeah absolutely and that's something that you um have so much um like power um we have the internet like and there's a lot of like terrible information out there but like if you can sort through that um our parents i don't feel like had the knowledge i don't feel like our parents didn't care about us no we just didn't know we didn't know how bad it was um their parents didn't know how bad cigarettes were right so like our parents didn't know they weren't able to provide us with the knowledge but you have that ability my brother you know he's got two young kids very young kids like two and and four months yeah um 
he's got all the power in the world to, mm-hmm. to teach them how to eat healthy, um, you know, how to exercise, how to take care of themselves, and all that information. I mean, you're, you're setting a, an amazing example if you're living that lifestyle right. like you are. Yeah, and there's a, I, feel, I always say there's a plague, and I, I mean that um, generously, I guess. But it has. It's plagued generation after generation of just bad behavior and bad habits. Um, and that's with, with image, self-esteem. Because like you said, our parent, my parents never talked about that. I don't ever remember my mom saying, you're beautiful no matter what. Like, but I remember her always dieting or always being tan. And, you know, like, I remember her being vain, but I don't think she did that as a disservice like, or that she meant to. It's just, it was never talked about. Like, women needed to be pretty, mm-hmm. and that was it. Like, and I feel like those aspects were passed on um, to us, and I hope it stops. Like, I, I don't want, I definitely don't want my girls to ever feel that way, ever. Um, but I think it's something that's not been talked about, and, you know, like home cooking, that was just the way my mom cooked, and that's mm-hmm. the way she taught me to cook. And um, But it's got to stop at some point where we're just not, ever going to be happy yeah absolutely I, I dealt with it on different aspects yeah for sure um, I was always big um, so you know there was the yo-yoing of well we'll eat healthy for a little while and then or, or knowing what healthy was um, my dad was bigger um, you know dealt with that you know it with throughout the family and and trying to figure out what was healthy or stay on a healthy diet um, right. we, we yo-yoed through that and and I don't think it was a lack of care I don't think it was a lack of effort. Right. Um, we just didn't have exposure to the knowledge, the information, and the internet, which, again, there's just a ton of bad stuff out mm-hmm. there, a ton of misinformation, a ton of people trying to sell you the next thing, right. um, which which kind of puts a, a hampering on the whole industry um, in fitness and health and all that. But um, if you can weed through that and yes. find the people that really are trying to do that trying to make a difference trying to make a change um like your page and like i truly believe you are doing um you can you can find a lot of great benefit out there it doesn't cost a fortune right um it's not a um exclusive place that only certain people are are allowed to be a part of i had that in my mind for a long time and i dealt with that in a personal is I'm just not good enough, right? right? Like I'm just not I'm just not meant to be that way. Uh, I'm not athletic. I'm not fit. I never will be. I just kind of beat myself up on that. Um, and that's the thing that you're just tearing the wall down on is that look, this is not an exclusive club right. of people that are allowed to be fit, allowed to care about themselves, allowed to take care of themselves, um, give themselves that hour per day, yeah. uh, give themselves. Um, better food, better nutrition, that kind of stuff, and give that to their kids as well and setting that example. Yeah. Um, it's an amazing, an amazing thing that that's, that, that page is doing. Um, and kind of to tie all this back together, you know, we're, we're starting a CrossFit gym. That's where this kind of podcast came about. Um, the CrossFit gym, we understand, it is, is not going to accommodate everybody. Um, And our goal is to reach as many people in the health and fitness world as possible. We understand that that's not going to be because every one of those people walk through our door and sign up and pay for a membership at our gym. And we're okay with that. Um, Our CrossFit gym will be for certain people, but for the people that financially or due to time management or anything like that cannot come into a CrossFit gym or just say, hey, absolutely not. CrossFit's not for me. Tie into that. Um, you've had um, a brain surgery. Right. 
heavy weights, no go right now. Like you're building up strength in that, getting yeah. into the weights a little bit. Um, so CrossFit, not your wheelhouse right this minute. Like because, that's my goal. Though. Yeah, getting there, right. absolutely. Yeah. But people are going to have those barriers, right? Right. And what you're doing, we want to bring light to, uh, because even if it's just to get people started and to make them realize that, you know, okay, maybe I can do this. Or if it's to take them from start to finish, right. you have all the tools, all the, the knowledge, the information um, to get them where they're going. And all they really got to do is just reach out to you. Right. I mean, Try. yeah, just give, give, some, right. give some effort. Uh, it's, and it's amazing. Um, again, um, hashtag hustle for happy um, at rachgoins.fit. Yep. Um, do you want to shout out your personal? It's cool either way. If you don't, um, um yeah, it's it. just Rachel Goins on Instagram. So, yeah. and I post a lot about on there, um, just stories and stuff like that. But I do want to say something about your gym. Okay. Just because, Absolutely. um, I think y'all have a little overhead, a little power more, um, because you are reaching the community and, and we're talking about barriers and people, um, wanting to try your gym, which is great. Can people come there like me who don't lift heavy? So I think that needs to be talked about. Like mm -hmm. we need to say, hey, you, you're more than welcome to come to this gym, and it, it is CrossFit, and there are people being a beast and lifting weights. But there's also form and other factors that come along that you can build up to. Because I know from experience, that's been my restriction. I know you and I have talked about that mm -hmm. too. I'm like. I can't come in there. I I can't deadlift 250. You know, right. like I can't do yeah, that. For sure. Um, but I, I hope that you all continue to reach out to people who and explain to them that they don't have to be that. To, Absolutely. To join yeah. your gym. And that is the big thing. And, and, and honestly, like um, the one of the biggest kind of things about CrossFit, the biggest misconceptions is that you gotta, you got to be fit to do it. Right. Um, you have to be able to meet some kind of standard, lift some certain amount of weight um, in order to, to be able to do CrossFit. And we've talked about it too on other podcasts and stuff is, you know, my, my 55, 56-year-old mother um, does CrossFit. My sister does CrossFit. Um, I train um, an almost 70-year-old uh, individual um, at another gym, and, and I've trained people in wheelchairs in any walk of life, in, in deconditioned to any level, um, any adaptation. Um, CrossFit is for everyone if coached and trained correctly right. and our goal is to move you one percent better than you were yesterday or or just a, a tenth of a percent better right. we just want to get better every single day and we're going to meet you where you are with any barbell movement with any gymnastics movement with any conditioning piece running rowing anything like that we're going to meet you where you are and hopefully move that needle to that next level and the thing about crossfit that is so wonderful is that community mm -hmm. and that community that you're providing for people outside of the box i absolutely love because community is one of the things for me that is so big right. i have a gym at home in my garage uh, my brother has a gym at home in his garage I have access to either one. I could go in there any hour of the day and work out, and I promise you that I'm not going to. Right. Because the <laughs> yeah. community, to me, is right. what drives me to do it. Um, I love being in the community um, and, and having that support system. And if you think when you walk into a CrossFit gym you're going to be judged or you're going to be um, kind of cast out because you can't lift heavy or you can't do, do certain movements – um, it's absolutely the opposite. Right. The, the more common person that feels cast out in a CrossFit gym is the superhero. 
because a lot of the times, and we're going to try to avoid this as well, is a lot of times the guy that's really fit and knows all the movements and can do all the things, yeah. he kind of gets shoved over in the corner, and he's over there doing his own thing, and the focus is on the person that needs more help. Needs more help, right. um, and, and we're going to try to be really, you know, uh, dynamic. Obviously, we won't be perfect, but we're going to try to do both really, really well, something we're very passionate about. Um, but you don't have to – there's no prerequisite to starting CrossFit. And, and if coached correctly and done well, um, it can meet you where you're at and take you to that next level for I sure. Think that's really important. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for that um, segue into the CrossFit gym. But definitely wanted to keep the focus um, on, on what you're doing. Um, and, I, and I'm super passionate about it. And I, I hope that we can collaborate on some more things Absolutely. moving forward. Um, I love your story and love what you're doing. And uh, anything that brings value to our, to our people and your people as well, um, we, we want to try to do that. <music>